0: hey everybody coach here hey man i'm sure glad you took a couple of minutes this week we are covering landscape project ideas and problem solutions for that infamous side yards that many people have now let's just make one thing clear i'm not talking about you multi-acre ranchettes side yard no not those leviathan properties i'm talking to you uh, suburbia you know you're 65 by 100 plus or minus yard with fence around and driveway and usual suburbia hey i am glad you are here and that you did carve a few minutes out of your busy day to listen to me so let's get started hey i really appreciate you sticking with me this long taking a quick break here as a notification uh, to let you know that yard coach has gone to a youtube membership at various levels great benefits to new members besides just the education you get here on the podcast and on the youtube channel and at some levels you even got access to consultations and live chats with me hey check it out if you get a chance and help support all the quality content we produce here at yard coach every single week first let's get specific and define exactly what the side yard is then we can clarify some of the possibilities. In many modern track homes, there is an accessible side yard usually with a deliberate gate installed by the builder, for which to access the backyard from the front yard or vice versa. Then there is the other side yard that is completely fenced in, is kind of a dead zone of land that usually gets cast aside and is the little lost stepchild of the landscape out there. Those two side yards are the direct topic of this week's episode. We will talk about access, we'll talk about uses, and creative landscape solutions for a seemingly narrow space that a lot of people just don't know what to do with. we will discuss simple and we will discuss fancy. many many landscapes that i was involved in over the years had just this exact landscape and property layout. this was kind of my niche market. it was that track home suburbia where i did probably 90 percent of my work you know usually but not always but usually a brand new house it usually had the front yard landscaped in a very simplistic fashion by the builder and then nothing in the back or side yards yeah i take that back sometimes they had uh, a little bit of drainage stuff that was connected up already but not always it always depended on the builder and the county code so let's talk about access a little bit many of these yards sorely lack the access from the front or the backyard to these little bitty side yards unless you walk over grass or through installed landscaping in the front yard or just dirt and maybe developing weeds from the backyard have seen this many many times seen this a thousand times but what exactly is the purpose of these side yards what is the purpose of something that's only four feet to maybe eight feet wide maybe a little bit more but not very often you know it's basically the the developer who submitted to the county or city and got approved for this size individual lots for each individual lot and then there's not a lot of space would you agree kind of just a dirt strip bowling lane type of thing at best but they are a little better than the old zero lot lines which i have seen those as well oh my god (laughs) just to have one little side yard and then you're right up you know your home and your other neighbor's home is literally an adjoining wall yeah i could never live that way again period ever Uh. Uh-uh. you know a design concept that i usually deployed was one of two adjectives walkability or navigation landscape navigation and i said yes walkability the ability to step out of your front door or out of your back slider or master bedroom french door or whatever you might have and walk all the way around your lot without getting dirty and being able to do it in a safe manner at all hours of the day and night actually this was i, I can't take full credit on this but um, i was t- taught this landscape design by a professor way 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 back in the day i think it was probably about 19 years old uh, but it still holds true to this day it really does so this calls for maybe depending on your home takes for some re-engineering and re-landscaping on the front yard right? right out of the gate because chances are that is a uh, it is a lawn it is a planting bed or whatever and you're going to have to take it from your front walkway near your driveway maybe or from your front walkway leading up to the front door and then put something durable from there over to the side gate and over to the side fence of which you're going to create a new gate you know maybe a a path and a new gate on that lost side yard that fence with no gate thing then a path from the front door to the gated side yard on the opposite side make it big make it four feet wide if you can why two people walking shoulder to shoulder you with a hand truck getting something large back there from the driveway to the backyard maybe like a refrigerator maybe like a new hot tub stood on side and being wheeled in by the pros to put it in there it's a hell of a lot more expensive if they have to crane it in over the top of your roof and then drop it down in, had a couple of those done, yeah you're, you you are know 1500 bucks an hour. so think about wide paths. now if you have a primary say like the the installed gate you have more space on that side maybe they give you eight feet and then on the other side it's it's a little narrower maybe only four feet but the path getting to it is what's important. this starts the whole walkability or navigation of your yard starting in the front yard and we're working our ways to the back so what do you think what is your side yard like did they give you a little space to play with or did they give you basically almost nothing i'd really like to know and if you drop me an email and shoot me a pic which i'll cover at the end of this uh, episode i'd love to share it i'd love to share it right here on uh, on the podcast and on the channel So let's talk about a little creative development of these areas so these access paths can be in many many forms from poured cement to natural slate or flagstone type of things which is what i used a lot to decompose granite to preformed stepping stones whatever you want whatever you think looks good and is functional as long and this is key as long as the path is safe to walk on in the dark without a flashlight and you do not have to look at every little step you take they got to be big big stepping stones they got to be big flagstones not little dinky ones and they got to be arranged in such a fashion that you can go out there barefoot and just walk and just walk right to your gate without having to think about it that's really key to pathways and sp- certainly pathways in this application now getting to the gates those gates can be very simple or you can gooch them up quite a bit you can create a gate with a like a if you want to gooch it up an overhead arbor with the fill panels on either side and then four by four or six by six with a trellis over top and you can have some two by two or two by four lattice pieces and that can really serve as a much more stronger statement there as far as the purpose of these gates they're really purposeful they're not the the flimsy little two hinge fill board builder fence type gates you've taken a few minutes taken out what was there and put in something much more robust you know the gate can be of simple construction like what the builder gave you or you can get crafty and look online and figure out exactly how to do a fancy wood pattern construction or even go away from the wood and go to something like wrought iron it can be a paneled wrought iron or it can be a see-through wrought iron whatever you want to do and then if you want to get colorful about it you can stain the wood gate maybe a little darker color and then stain the fence a little lighter color and the contrast with the dark gate and lighter fill boards and the arbor itself you know you've really pumped it up over there on that side both sides actually truly you know your your imagination is the only limitation i mean i have designed and installed people trellises on the fillboard side on both sides of espaliered vines and roses Uh, even even went out and found art You know the rosettas and other things that went on through the the boards themselves and it was tastefully done it wasn't gaudy and then maybe up over the arbor itself you can put fast growing seasonal vines you know or you can put uh, climbing rose thing and really make it very uh, cottage-like or european-esque if you want to and then trim it back in the fall and winter and keep it in bounds and then you've really softened it from the the hardscape that it was now you got some greenery and some greenscape around it you know going through that gate let's talk about the the side yard itself what to do with that often asked of many uh, many dozens of clients over the design phase at the kitchen table they would say what should we do with the damn side yard well what should you do with those side yards here was my answer 90 plus percent of the time define your landscape purpose To meet your needs that was pretty much my pad answer every single time then i would proceed to ask them questions and have them give me answers that guided me through the design maze so that what i put on paper for them filled their need not always their wants but their need you know those small narrow spaces fall into two categories a simple transitional space you know in other words getting from point a your front yard to point b your backyard or you can make them fancy and creative and still serve that function that transitional function it all depends on what your need what your budget and what your long-term plan or theory is for those areas here's a couple of examples maybe it'll help you example would be a small side yard on one side maybe the narrower side maybe that could take care of doggo while you're at work. And you do it up in such a fashion that doggo has a, a shady area, he or she has water, it's comfortable, it's neat, you've brought water to it with either an automated waterer or at least you have a, a, a hose bib nearby where you can fill water, you can clean up, you can rinse down and do all those kinds of things. In my book, I talk about dog runs and that kind of stuff, and you'll see. A couple of the creative ideas that i had for people to wear pet waste and other stuff did not become offensive in such a small area or you know you're going to keep it simplistic maybe because of budget or maybe you have a long-term plan but a short-term budget so you're just going to do what you have to do right now to make it functional and to get from the front yard and backyard and maybe a little strip between the fence and the walkway or whatever you're putting in there uh, capture downspout drainage and get it out and shoot it out in the front yard so you don't have a small bowling alley lane flood back there if things the heavens open up and then if you want you can put uh oh trellises against the fence you can put small vines or stuff in containers or in the ground whatever might be left as far as space And then espalier them up onto the fence so it kind of softens the fence a little bit and you've taken a useless area and you've made it useful and purposeful and then in time you can introduce more containers you can do all kinds of things it's just the amount of space you have to play with four feet four feet on one side does not leave you a lot of wiggle room to play with but maybe on the other side you have eight feet ten feet now you have enough room where you have a formidable walkway area and you have space between there and your property fence that you can play with and you can really make it nice if you want to be frugal about it pour a four foot walkway or a three foot walkway put it all the way up against the foundation of your house and then leave a two or three foot space for planting and one other idea that I have for you in just a minute. Now, here's a creative idea, a more gooch idea. Maybe on one side, if it's a western or southern exposure side yard and it gets pretty darn hot out there, and it'd be nice to break that up a little bit. You can come in and bring in, you know, a shade arbor that you can put in there. You can put it on the, the fence side and L it across the top and you can support it from the four x fours or six x sixes so that you have that cantilevered you don't have to attach it to the dwelling so there's no permits involved that kind of stuff and then underneath now that you've broken up the sun you can go kind of shady on a western slope or a western side of the house or a southern side you've now created that dappled sunlight where all kinds of possibilities come in you could introduce stepping stones or the walkway or whatever you want and then have enough where you can put in boulders and ground cover and other things it brings to mind a project that i was involved in way back in the 80s and it was a small little small little attaboy that i got a project i did with a friend he was a very good carpenter so he built what i designed as far as the arbor itself and it took a western exposure and it reduced it to a shady garden and underneath i brought in boulders big slate stepping stones a ground cover a little bit of lighting and then a fence mounted wall fountain and it turned out really slick it turned out really neat so much so that the client actually submitted it to sunset magazine back in the day and they actually published it they actually published the before and afters You know that was 40-some odd years ago, and I really wish, I really wish that I had kept that article. It got put somewhere, and I don't know whatever happened to it. But it was back in like 19, I would say like 1986, something like that. Anyway, that yard was about 10 feet wide, width-wise, and about 40 feet long. The arbor, like I said, was freestanding, and it was not connected to the house. And it really, really satisfied a, a hot burning side yard that still had navigation and walkability but it was it was neat and it really cooled that side of the house down tremendously okay so moving on finally connecting to that backyard we've gone from the front door to the gate or gate to be all the way back along the side yard and now we come into the backyard depending on your landscape uses or needs connecting these side yards to the backyard is paramount to completing the whole walkability theory walkways from your outdoor living area whether it be a whether it be a deck or a patio or paver block patio whatever whatever you've done to these side yards is simple and when done correctly makes the yard flow with transition and deliberate purpose you're not walking over things you're walking by them and through the yard and into a side yard and out the front door out to the front yard i don't believe except in rare occasions that screen planting work well in these these narrow locations why you ask mainly because of three things sunlight you're limited in, in many occasions many occasions like if you're a eastern exposure or northern exposure side yard you just don't get enough sunlight then a lot of screening material mature size becomes an issue and increased maintenance in order to keep whatever you have put in there in bounds you know you, if you put in something that is it's meant to be 10 by 10 and you're putting it in a three foot wide 40 foot long little strip you're going to be pounding on that plant or tree forever in order to kind of keep it in bounds So i'm thinking of it from a maintenance angle. i also don't think that grass or turf is meant for these spaces for simple maintenance reasons plus adequate sunlight for healthy turf and and then bringing in supplemental water if you're in a place that needs such because the grass and the plants are always going to be competing against each other it doesn't mean it won't work if you're into that kind of thing you you like taking care of stuff you don't want to just Leave it and forget it type of maintenance level then hey you can play with it all you want i don't have any problem with it whatsoever get out there every saturday and nip and tuck and do whatever you have to do mow and edge and keep things in bounds and nice and tidy hey you know you're you're walking in my shoes i love that kind of stuff but i'm trying to appeal to the people who don't have those desires and yet they want to have what they have to be nice without a lot of whole saturday devoted to it so here's some other things dealing with some other issues that might crop up on side yard type of landscape projects in some cases not always but in some cases you'll have ac units that are there that shrink your shrink your space a little bit something you have to think about incoming utilities on one side yard or the other and it comes up into your home there's electrical panels and cable boxes gotta remember what's underneath that ground in those areas particularly make sure you do an 811 call before you break ground and know exactly where stuff is sometimes it limits exactly where you can put things so say for instance all the incoming utilities that are coming in you can bump your gate back into the backyard a little bit if you have to and then you're out of the way of where those utility sweeps come up to your house or go to your neighbor's house start digging fence posts for gates and other things that comes pretty important so something to think about then and i don't know what they're like new homes back east or in the midwest i only knew what was out west but fireplace bump outs a lot of them have uh gas fireplaces and some of the older homes still have fireplaces but they have a bump out and sometimes those can bump out 24 inches or more and that can really narrow your ability to do certain things and you have to work around them. so ac units, utilities and fireplace bump outs sometimes uh, can complicate things just a little bit. you know using side yards for safe and secure deliberate place for one or more multiple garbage cans is a great use of side yard space generally put them on the side if you have a side garage door that's where your little garbage can pad that i used to pour for people or maybe a ground level deck area so it's up off of the the dirt or off of the gravel or whatever and you just have a nice place so hey after dinner and the garbage has to go out you go through the garage out the side door and bam it's right there and it's not out front garbage cans really have no place to be out front uh, in suburbia they really don't so put them put them over there on the side yard and give them a deliberate spot then super easy you know you can open the side gate roll your can out on whatever night before thing and you have this what brand new walkability all the way down the driveway to the street and you didn't have to roll it across grass or whatever else and you didn't have to store it in your garage itself so an idea to consider and it's easy access from that side garage door let's face it which brings up one of the last part of the side yard landscapes and that is security and lighting you know uh, at least in my overall experience side yards can be areas that are kind of dark and creepy for some people people just kind of ignore them and they don't want to go over there when the sun goes down it's like uh, the boogeyman hides out there or like you know you tell joey or janie who's all of eight years old take the trash out and you're telling them to go out into the creepy dark side yard to throw the garbage away i think from a security standpoint i think it's imperative to throw a little light out there for security and safe navigation the lighting the lighting as well can be simple or fancy depending on your resources you know solar fence lights to light up the garage area the gate area etc pretty small investment for a big return and then there's the 12 volt lighting that i used to always put in side yards front yards and backyards they don't have to be gaudy las vegas strip style they can be tasteful and low wattage so that it does the job without throwing off a huge reflection up the sidewall of your house or your neighbors and you can generally make them so they're motion censored if they're security only timed if they're dawn to dusk or on a timer with a transformer or you can make them constantly on when as soon as it gets dark and goes to dawn it all depends on your taste but i think it is a good responsible move if you have these side yards that need a little help lastly when horizontal space you know the underneath your feet between the dwelling and the fence is really limited think vertical and hanging style of landscaping you know container gardens can limit maintenance and you can rearrange and replant occasionally so you can introduce larger containers smaller containers tiered corners that kind of stuff and you can also tear the beds out on the wider side like if you have say four feet of dirt you can actually work with you can support it in the back and you can tear that area out so you have a raised bed up higher and then the ground bed or a a shorter shallower raised bed out towards the walkway doing this really doubles the ability of what you can plant there the only caution i throw for this is make sure that you don't build a raised garden and then you throw a bunch of dirt in there and it's right up against your fence or your stucco wall or whatever it might be because you're just asking for Wood or masonry damage from wicking and rotting, etc. So make sure you protect the backdrop of that with either a separate structure or, at the very least, and probably only for stucco, I wouldn't even do this with wood, is make sure that you put something like a 30 pound felt or something like that that would actually stop all water intrusion, period. You know, I think to wrap this up, I think ignoring those side yards is very much. A waste of the land that you paid a lot of money for and can be developed into useful decorative and purposeful areas of the landscape remember the walkability angle that i talked about at the beginning of the show when considering your landscape project it makes life much easier in the long term that you thought about it ahead of time and you didn't wait years to actually you know execute or institute it you will thank yourself 10 times over If you're suddenly having to move something big from the street and driveway to the backyard you know like a hand truck with a new refrigerator or like i said earlier a hot tub better to stand it on end and wheel it back there rather than hiring a crane to come in and do it i would truly love to see and hear what you guys have done or are considering or have had done please by all means email me a pic If you got any questions as a result of this or any other landscape thing feel free to reach out i i would always love to sit down and chat it out making sure that you guys are on the right page hey thank you very much for tuning in if you stayed this long i'd really appreciate you you know subscribing and as always to your landscape success please drop by the website youryardcoach.com and check out the free giveaway that i have and also the book and the course and if you think you've gotten enough out of this maybe you buy coach a cup of coffee the link's in the description below thanks guys bye for now see you next week Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.